Amen, amen. Good morning, everyone, and I pray that you have been blessed by today's uh, service thus far. We come to a point of our worship service to receive the message today. We are currently in our fourth week of our sermon series that is titled, Forgotten God, Reversing the Tragic Neglect of the Holy Spirit. We got Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and throughout this Lenten season, what we're doing is that we are providing a message on Sunday pertaining to the chapter that the, the groups are going to be discussing a little further and going deeper in throughout the week. Uh, this week, as I mentioned, it is the fourth week, which go- coincides with chapter four of the book, and uh, which the title is, Why Do You Want Him? And referring to the Him, referring to the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to invite you to please open up your Bibles or the Bible app devices to the First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. And as you're looking for it, I want to uh, share with you that uh, uh, Francis Chan, in the book of The Forgotten God, he tries to describe at least three different topics of answering the question, why do we want the Holy Spirit? And we want to make sure that, is it for the right reasons? Is it for us to get the attention? And then he also shares, is it us for looking for the miracle hunting? Is the three main topics that he has in this chapter. And later on, he asks the question, are we followers or are we leaders? Now, I do want to let you know that today I do not have the time to go through all those uh, topics, but I do believe that this message of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 will be able and have the power to answer those questions pertaining to why do we want the Holy Spirit in our lives. But before I go into the scripture reading, I do want to pause for a word of prayer. God, we are thankful for that you allow us to be in this place at this time of this hour of this day, that you allow us to be here and also receive of your word. So let us prepare our hearts and minds to receive of your word today as we continue to build our knowledge and understanding, Lord, of what the Holy Spirit can do for us, in us, and through us. We ask in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen. So if you have found the uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, please indicate by saying amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to verse 4. Let's go to verse 4. I want to start off there. Uh, Verse 4 says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, in everyone. Can you say everyone? In everyone, it is the same God at work. Let me pause there. We see here, ladies and gentlemen, from the very beginning that we have the Trinity at work. The triune God, that it is the same Spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. And what we want to do is making sure that you understand God doesn't like chaos. He wants to make sure that things are organized, especially when it comes to his body, the church. And therefore, today, we're really going to continue to go into a little deeper because not only are we looking at God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, throughout this series, we want to know more of what the Spirit can do for us. On verse 7, it says this, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Can you say common good? Amen. Common good. The common good that God, what is asking us to do, it is not for our own sake, but that everything we say and do brings honor and glory back to him. All right, so let's go. Common good. Keep that in mind. Verse 8. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one same spirit. 
uh, one spirit. Now to another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Let me pause there. Now we see here a little recap of some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit can give to the people, the believers of God, the body of Christ. But this is only one chapter. In the Bible, there are other areas where we're going to see other gifts that the God, the Holy Spirit can provide us, but because of a lack of time, we want to focus on these. When there's a recap, talks about the distribution of the gifts by the Spirit. In these verses, it says wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, to prophesy, to discernment, as well as speaking in tongues or interpretation of tongues. And I love how verse 11 says, all, not some, ladies and gentlemen, all these are the work of the one and same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Let's continue on. Keep that in mind, it's the same spirit, right? The one and same spirit is providing the gifts to us. Now, on verse uh, 12, I want to share with you that, that here, the, the Apostle Paul is going a little deeper to understand why we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, especially for the body of Christ. It says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all and many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. And even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Let me pause there. Remember, the Holy Spirit is able to provide and distribute the gifts as he so pleases for the common good. What we're noticing here is that it is common, is that it takes uh, many parts to edify and build up the church, many parts. But this, personally, I want to share with you, for me, maybe you have the same question, is why I don't, what I, that I don't get is why when people say that they don't need to or make an excuse to not to gather and worship God within a church. Some you may uh, have heard people would say that I am spiritual, not religious person. Or I don't believe in organized religion. Why do we, uh, some other people may say, why do we go to church if we can experience God wherever we go? We could be in the mountains or we can be in the beach or our home. To name a few. But I do want to share with you that it's important to see God in all places. Understand that. But God provides us through the Spirit to gather for worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, if it is to be in the Spirit, we're hearing today that the Spirit provides the gift to edify, to build up the church, not just one person for their own benefits. It is great that we are providing our worship services online. And in fact, when we started this wonderful ministry, which uh, allows for people to utilize their gifts on cameras and sound, we provide this vital ministry because we were also thinking about the people who were homebound. 
and couldn't uh, come to church. Those, especially in our times, when you talk about uh, January, February, and others, the cold season where people get sick, then all of a sudden they can still have the connection. Or we're also thinking about those that will go beyond many miles away, whether it's different states or different countries. And in fact, if you're watching us online, I know some of you are tuning in from Guatemala, uh, Africa, and other places. Thank you so much. But that was our goal because people wanted, I wanted, we wanted people to be connected into what God is doing in the midst of New Ridge Fellowship here in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. But here's the part, ladies and gentlemen, is that never, we thought, is that in providing such a vital ministry would create a substitute for people not to come and gather for worship. That was not our intentions. But we want to make sure that even though of a ministry that God has been blessed, uh, is blessing us with, and for the gifts and abilities of uh, volunteers that make this ministry happen, it is important as we hear today that God wants us to gather for worship. And there's something, there's something about coming together and worshiping God. The reality is that we can't do and be church alone. We need each other. Amen. Amen. Let's go continue on with verse 15. Because here the apostle Paul is going a little deeper to, to, to people understand what he's meaning. He says, now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, would it not for that reason stop being a part uh, of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an ear, I do not belong to the body, would it not for that reason stop being part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But if in fact God has placed all the parts in the body, every one of them, Again, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? Let me pause. I want you to think about something here. What would it look like if all of us had the one same gift? There was no other gifts available. Only one gift. And and I want you to uh, to ponder upon that. I don't, I don't know about you. I mean, uh, no disrespect here, but I, I believe that at one point or another, it, it will become stale or, or boring. Because God, because, you know why? Because that's not the intention that God wants his people to be, the body. We're many parts, but we form that one body. But just like the scripture is saying here, what would it look like if it was just one? Where would the body be? Now, please don't understand me here. I'm not saying that having the same spirit to worship God, to, to worship God is not important. It is very important. That's why when we gather, when we worship, our, you know, we raise our hands or not, or when we uh, elevate our voices and we come in prayer and we give, it, it is the same spirit working within all of us. I'm not saying about that. We need the spirit to move in our midst because if not, it's really all about us. But the Holy Spirit moves us. And in order to build the kingdom of God here on earth, we want the Holy Spirit to equip us with the gifts for ministry that will bring honor and glory to God. Now let's go to verses uh, 20 to 25. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. 
On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, and that there should be no division in the church, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Let me pause there. I need your, your, your attention here for a moment is I will love for you to just look around from where you are. The person in front of you, the ones that are inside of you or behind you, take a moment to do that. And here's the part, while you're doing that, I would love for you to think not only about the person that you see next to you, but the person who is not here. You see that when, when we receive the gifts from God, it is to edify the church. When we go about and we do our own thing, because if we receive God's gift and we receive the, the blessings he has poured upon us to, for us to just keep it all to ourselves, then how is that building up the church? And if we focus on the people, not just people pleasing, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about worshiping God and also loving God and to loving people and loving others. It is why we gather together as utilizing the gifts that God has given us and provides us with through the precious Holy Spirit that brings us together. Why? If we do that and if we're really connected by the Holy Spirit, then on verse 26 says this and 27. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one is honored, every part rejoices in it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, we need each other. Whether you like it or not, the Holy Spirit can provide you with a gift, not for yourself, but how it can build up the church. And a gift and a purpose to worship, to praise, and to honor God, not us. Do you know what, who wants us to look out for ourselves and not others or God? The world. Let me say that in addition to the world, do you know who wants us to be isolated all on our own? The devil. The devil knows that when two or more are gathered in worshiping the holy God, the body becomes stronger. So the devil will do all in his power to get you to think about what will please you. As I was preparing for the, this message today, you know, many of you know I, I love worship songs, and I was preparing for this message, I told Pastor Daniel, I said, Pastor Daniel, I got one that, you know, I really enjoy because it really brings out where we need to be in our mindset in worshiping God. There's a song out there that's titled, Only Jesus by Casting Crowns, Only Jesus by Casting Crowns. And I wanna read for you the very first verse. I'll read it to you. And so you can follow along what's happening here. 
He starts off by singing, make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart, above all else, make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light when it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. And I love when he switched it up here. He says, but Jesus, but Jesus is the only name to remember. Jesus is the only name to remember. And I love when he breaks down to the chorus. And I, I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. And I, I've only got one life to live. I'll every second point to him. Only Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the respect for the office of the pastor. There will come a day when I will no longer be here on this earth. May the people, when they think of me, if they think of me, they can actually think of Jesus. Not that I'm Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. I always strive to be more like Jesus, but because I did my very best to point others to him. Jesus is the only name to remember. As I already shared, when we receive a gift from the Holy Spirit, it is not for us to get the attention. If people see something great in us, let them see Jesus. Let your spirit-given gift point to him. And before I close out today's message, there's an excerpt from the book of the Forgotten God that, said, that reads this. A short sign of the Holy Spirit's working is that Christ is magnified, not people. Self-glorification is something many of us struggle with. When the Holy Spirit truly moves, God is the one praised. And Jesus is the one lifted up. Let's pray that God will empower us so radically that we would get no glory. That people will see our works and glorify God. Let us pray. God, we are thankful for your love, your grace, your mercy, your salvation, your forgiveness, and many other blessings you pour upon our lives. God, we thank you for your spirit that wants to provide the tools to your people, to your believers and followers of Christ, Lord. I love you, God. And the gift that we receive is not for all, for our attention that we can experience that blessing and that gift, but also know that it is to be utilized to edify and build up your church. We need each other. We thank you for this time. 
Help us and lead us. We ask in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.